0: Welcome again to my podcast, Great Stories About Great Storytellers, where I share surprising and unusual backstories of famous authors, directors, and playwrights, in other words, great storytellers, all in about 10 to 15 minutes. I'm author Randy Overbeck, and as an author, I have a thing for, well, ghosts. My haunted shore mysteries have been described as a cold case murder mystery wrapped in a ghost story served with a side of romance all set in a beautiful resort location. My thanks to the reviewer who coined that description. I love it. A little later, I'll tell you more about my my ghost stories, but I have a different reason for raising the point. I start with this tidbit about ghosts because my interest in the spirit world is one thing I have in common with this episode's Great storyteller, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. If that name isn't one you immediately recognize, his fictional invention certainly is Sherlock Holmes. The author, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, 1859 to 1930, wore many hats, but was first a doctor and a man of science. In fact, Even though he lived 100 years ago, I think as a doctor, he'd fit right in today. For one thing, he was a staunch believer in compulsory vaccination. He wrote several articles advocating vaccinations and denouncing (laughs) anti-vaxxers. That's all I'll say on this topic. But he also studied biology and ophthalmology, that's the study of sight, and even served as a ship's doctor on a Greenland whaling ship, all of which no doubt provided fertile soil for his imaginative tales. And Doyle, who wrote some of the most famous detective stories ever, had no professional expertise or formal training in investigations. Still, he was a fervent advocate for justice and used his own time and resources to investigate two closed cases. Immigrants in England who had been convicted, but Doyle was convinced were innocent. By the way, our author had no personal connection with either man. Doyle must have been pretty good at this. In both cases, his work led directly to getting the two men exonerated and released. Oh, and the ghost part? Even as a man of science, Doyle was convinced of the existence of ghosts. He was a founding member of the London Society for Psychical Research, a group of professionals and intellectuals who were dedicated to tracking down poltergeists. He also became a member of the famous spiritualist group, The Ghost Club. This club, launched in London in 1862, claims to be the oldest paranormal investigating organization in the world and has counted other famous writers, such as Charles Dickens, among its members. Yes, Doyle is a man after my own literary heart. A medical doctor, an amateur investigator, a spiritualist, and a very prolific writer, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was certainly an interesting character himself, almost as interesting as his famous invention, Sherlock Holmes. His man, Sherlock Holmes, is hands down the most famous detective in literature, with apologies to Hercule Poirot, her Sam Spade, and Spencer. I love all three, by the way. Although Holmes is not the first such fictional detective, that would be Edgar Allan Poe's C. August Dupont. More about Poe in an upcoming episode. But Sherlock Holmes is so famous that by the 1990s, there had already been more than 25,000 stage adaptations, films, TV shows, and publications featuring the detective. Yes, someone actually had counted them all up and there have been hundreds since then. The last few years, Sherlock Holmes has experienced another renaissance with the 2009 movie starring Robert Downey Jr., the BBC series starring Benedict Cumberbatch as the modern incarnation of our hero, and the recent CBS series Elementary, which moved a modern Sherlock Holmes to New York City and partnered him with a female, Dr. Watson. According to Guinness World Records, Sherlock Holmes is the most portrayed literary character, not simply detective, in film and television history. Doyle first introduced Sherlock Holmes to the world in his 1889, A Study in Scarlet, and 19th century readers were intrigued. By the time Doyle fleshed out his fictional detective in a run of short stories, Sherlock Holmes, the eccentric but extraordinary detective, had developed quite the following. The interest was so high, Doyle was paid, and paid quite well for the time, to portray Holmes in a total of 56 short stories, published mostly between 1887 and 1893. But after all the success and money, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle did something most authors would never even consider. I'll tell you about that after I share a message from this episode's sponsor. Authors, do you struggle with book marketing? NN Light's Book Heaven is the heavenly place for authors and readers to connect, discover new books, and share their love of reading. NN Light Book Heaven has been in business since 2015 in the book industry for a combined 60 years and has the social media reach of over 60 million. NN Light Book Heaven is the place for book promotions and they do it all at affordable prices. Authors, what are you waiting for? Go to their website right now, www. NNLights, with an S, bookheaven.com. Now, back to our author. This episode's author, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, experienced incredible success with his Holmes work, and as I mentioned, made more than a little money. The more Holmes stories he wrote, the more readers wanted. Most authors would be thrilled to have created such an unusual, memorable, and popular character. But not Doyle. The further he took the character, the more Doyle ended up resenting the detective's incredible popularity. At the time, Doyle was afraid the Sherlock Holmes stories would overshadow the rest of his writing and make him look like what we might call today a one-trick pony. Doyle figured the Holmes stories were all right, but believed as an author he had so much more to offer. He wanted to move on to what he considered his, quote, more important work, such as his historical novels and philosophical treatises. (laughs) Yeah, to most authors, it sounds pretty crazy. Doyle made a decision. He took a step few authors would ever take, certainly not one I'd ever take. He killed off his star, Sherlock Holmes, so Doyle wouldn't be able to write any more about the character. In the final problem, published in 1893, Holmes dies in a spectacular battle with the criminal mastermind Professor James Moriarty. The two of them plunging to their deaths down the Rock and Reichenbach Falls. Now, can you imagine James Patterson killing off Alex Cross, or Lee Child sending Jack Reacher to his death, or Agatha Christie murdering Hercule Parole? Not hardly likely, but that's what Doyle wanted and he figured Holmes' heroic death in the waterfall ought to accomplish it. He could not have been more wrong. Readers of the Strand, the magazine that published the Holmes stories, were so upset that more than 20,000 canceled their subscriptions when the Holmes stories came to an abrupt end. 20,000 lost subscribers in 1893. Legend has it that Londoners were so distraught about Holmes' death, they they wore black armbands in sympathy for their fallen hero. The public pressure mounted and became so great, author Conan Doyle eventually gave in. Eight years later, he brought Holmes back in the Hound of the Baskervilles, often regarded as the best Holmes tale, and one that dealt with ghosts, by the way. Uh, To make it work with his dead hero, Doyle sets the tale prior to Holmes' fateful duel with Moriarty. But even this novel was not enough to satisfy readers' hunger for still more Holmes escapades. Over the next several years, Doyle published four more Holmes stories, The Adventure of the Empty House, The Adventure of the Second Stain, The Adventure of the Lion's Mane, and finally, The Last Bow. Even though Arthur Conan Doyle believed, and by the way, many critics at the time concurred, his writing of his later historical novels was better and more skilled, nothing else Doyle wrote captured readers' attention like The Adventures at 221B Baker Street. An address that doesn't exist, by the way. Today, no one besides his most ardent fans could even cite one of Doyle's non-Holmesian works. So what do we take away from this lesson? Sometimes, authors are not always the best judge of the value of their works. As much as we as writers might pine for a certain genre, It's important to remember writing is, in the end, a transactional activity. We write to engage our readers. Their opinion of what works and what doesn't makes the difference. And great writers heed that opinion. As I mentioned earlier, I share Sir Arthur Conan's Doyle affinity with ghosts, but my ghost stories are not like most other ghost stories, not even like Doyle's. The ghosts in my tales are neither terrifying, the terrifying, frightening specters conjured up by Stephen King or Dean Koontz, or even like the ghost town in Doyle's Baskerville tale, nor are they like the whimsical, humorous ghosts found in many cozies. Rather, the ghosts portrayed in my fiction are based on documented reports of actual ghost sightings and how ghosts interact with the living world. I'd like you to check out my the second entry in my paranormal series, Crimson at Cape May, the story of a haunted bride roaming the streets of this idyllic town in New Jersey. When my hero, Daryl, tries to find justice for the murdered woman, he stumbles onto the far greater crime of human trafficking. This past fall, Crimson joined the ranks of bestsellers and has earned three national awards the gold award from literary titan the silver award for mystery of the year from readers view and the Crown heart of excellence from in Detail magazine you can find crimson and kate may and others in the series wherever you buy books or you can simply go to my website www.authorrandyoverbeck.com for buy links and more information Thanks for listening to this episode of Great Stories About Great Storytellers. You can catch up on previous episodes and subscribe to the series at a link on my website, www.authorrandyoverbeck.com. By the way, you're not going to want to miss our next episode about one of the best storytellers of all time, Walt Disney. Until then, keep reading those great stories.